Down with me, please. Out loud at 10. 
Maybe the... Well, there we go. All right. We're trying to gather people in out of Sunday school classes and out of the hallways and the lobbies and everything else. Well, let's uh, stand together, have a word of prayer, and we'll just start praising the Lord, and they can catch up when they get here. All right? Father God, we do come in Jesus' name. We praise you for the opportunity to gather in this place to worship our risen Savior. We pray, Father, that those that are watching on the live stream, those that may not be able to be here today through sickness or travel, that, Father, you would meet with them as they watch as well. We ask, Father God, for your presence to be here to change us, to challenge us, to check us if we've gotten off course, and to call us back to repentance. We pray, Father God, that you would be glorified in this place that as we lift up praise, we would sense more and more and more of your presence. Father, every need that walked through the doors today, let it find its answer in you. Those that came in sick, let them leaping walk out healed. Those that came in discouraged, Father, we pray for you to encourage them by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask that your word would come alive in this place today. And we give it all to you in praise, in Jesus' name, amen.
How many of you might get a little excited when Jesus comes back? How many of you might shout a little bit? Well, let's sing that chorus again. Let's pump it up a little bit. And when we get to that shout, shout the victory. Amen. You may be seated. We want to welcome any guests we may have today. If you would lift up your hand, this gentleman, I won't call, I'll, I'll call him Grandpa like JR does. <laughs> JR's out of town this week, so I'll just pick up where JR left off. Yeah. So he's down here raising Cain. Um, <laughs> But if you're a guest with us today, we want to welcome you here to Trinity. And as he passes by and passes out, uh, he has a guest card for you, a VIP card. And you raise your hand, he'll serve you with one. Fill that out, drop it in the offering plate a little bit later on. And we want to welcome you here today. How about a round of applause for all, any and all of our guests today? Welcome home. Welcome home to Trinity. Now, I've got, I've got assignments for everybody today. First of all, Thomas, King Thomas of Craig, uh, would you come here? Next Sunday, after the morning service, uh, the youth are having a fundraiser, a fun fundraiser, and we're going to be having soup and breads and all kinds of stuff, and it's listed on there. And also, we're going to be having, well, you probably don't want to compete because Emory and I are going to be one of the teams. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to be on a cornhole team. Yeah, yeah, me and, me and M. Me and M are going to take on all takers. But we need you to sign up. We need you to sign up if you're going to be here for soup or it, it could go. It can be taken out to go, but we need you to sign up so they know how much to prepare. And then if you are gutsy enough to take on me and my granddaughter at Cornhole, uh, I, I'll bring a crying towel for you. I'm, you know, there you go. There you are. You can sign up and uh, then show up. Amen. Praise God. Some of you got the announcement. Anybody know what tomorrow is? Monday. It's a manual labor Monday. We're having an official manual labor Monday. Uh, the terminology came from uh, dearly departed uh, Jamie, Pastor Jamie. He called it manual labor Monday. And we've got a lot of different tasks and things, some small, some larger, some large, that we need to get accomplished. Uh, we have everything from doing some carpet cleaning in one of the classrooms to just taking trash out to the dumpster. I mean, you know, 
We have some sit-down jobs. We have some stand-up jobs. Uh, some of you are not aware we had some vandalism a couple weeks ago. We had uh, someone stole an air conditioning unit out front. Yeah. And they left pieces parts there. We need to take those to the trash. There's a, just a lot of, we have sanding. If you have a sander and even if you can't power it, uh, bring, bring it along so that uh, someone can use it. We have a lot of things to, to fix and work on uh, just to get things spruced up for, for here in the fall. So if you could help us out tomorrow, we're going to start at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we'll try and have everything here. We're gonna, I'm going to be working on tile floors and doing some cleanup there. We're going to be doing a wide variety of things. We'll serve you lunch. Well, that's kind of, we won't. We'll put lunch out there and you can eat it. Uh, we're not going to serve it to you. But uh, we'll have some lunch out there for you. And if you can't stay, well, I can't stay that long. Well, stay as long as you can. And uh, we'll have a good time of serving the Lord by taking some care of this facility the Lord has blessed us with. We praise God. For some of you who are not aware, uh, over the years, the faithfulness of this congregation, this is a paid-off facility. And uh, that's hard to do in these days in which we live. But we want to take good care of it. So if you could help us out tomorrow, and if there's just absolutely no way you can either come or send some tools along with somebody else to help us, then you pray for us. But we'd rather have you pray right along with us here. So tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock, Manual Labor Monday at Trinity. I trust you have your bulletins. And how many of you passed a reading class at some point in your life and are able to read? And, and we even have pictures in here. We, we, we even got pictures in here. So, uh, and some of you only look at those. But uh, take time to read your bulletin, not while I'm preaching, but take time to read your bulletin. A lot of things in there. We also have the monthly calendar of things that are coming up that you can be a part of. We have sign-ups for an outreach that's coming up uh, next month at the end of the month. We have our trunk or treat community outreach and we need people to help us out in a variety of ways. Please sign up for those things in the South Lobby. Praise God. Well, I'm going to invite the ushers to gather down front with me today. And we're going to give to the Lord our tithes and our offerings. Praise God. <laughs> Bless those who give and 
bless those who are unable to that they might next time be able to bless your name as well we pray your hand to be upon us as we give and as we continue to praise you in jesus name amen amen
gave me a message for next Sunday and I need the worship band's help for it and I'll talk to you later about it okay be sure and let me know that you're on board with me yeah it reminds good too <laughs> my, my 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 yes Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You saw the mass exodus. The youth are going to help out with the children's musical that they're working on. So don't feel offended. I try not to be. Praise God. Well, I, I just can't pass up the opportunity to say O-H. <laughs> I think that's why some people are a little tired this morning. 
is a nail biter, and I have no nails left. My, huh? Oh, oh, hey, buddy, so good to see you. Praise God, good to see you. Praise God, he's back, Riley's back, praise the Lord. Praise God, and Jeff. I don't know if you need this message today, but I know I do. Would you stand with me, please, and turn to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21 in your Bibles. I'm going to start reading with verse 28. Luke chapter 21 <clears throat> and verse 28. Jesus is speaking here, and he says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption draws near. Then Jesus spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Father, walk with us today. We need your help. Speak to us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. Please keep your Bibles open there to the 21st chapter of Luke. Jesus has just been describing things to his disciples that discouraged them, slapped them in the face, really, and you can see their countenance drop. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? You've been confronted with some news or a situation that was so overwhelming that your head literally dropped. Is there anybody here? I've walked with you, some of you here. I think I need to lower this down. It's uh, doing some strange things. I've walked with some of you here at times that I have witnessed the dropping of the head when news has been delivered that sucked the life right out of you. I was there when the report came out about Mary. Both Marys I saw 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's not that you've lost faith. It's just you've been hit hard Amen. with a reality. I was up at the Cleveland Clinic with a dear family, one of my board members and his wife. She was the Christian education director of the church. When they came in, and the doctor said, we've done the x-rays and we need to just show you this x-ray. And they put it on the screen and corporately each one of our heads just dropped. There in the center of my dear friend's brain was a massive tumor inoperable some call it a gut punch it takes everything out of you can I get a witness I was working for Bell Telephone years and years ago <laughs> when there used to be a Bell Telephone for those of you younger, AT&T. I was on a crew that was working on long line repeater systems for long distance calls. And I was stationed in Steubenville, Ohio. We worked because of the long line situations flowing through that, that branch. They said that the A and B cables was like pouring gold out every second because of all of the, the communications going on back when you used to have phone wires, <laughs> landlines. We worked from eight in the evening till eight in the morning, seven days a week. My car was having some difficulty and so my older brother Tom and his wife Sherry drove me over to Steubenville and said, well, when you're here for two weeks, uh, we'll come pick you up. So I was there without transportation. I was walking every place, and I was on the job at the telephone company, and one of my supervisors came up to me, said, Ken, we've just had an urgent call from your mother. Uh, take it in the office. I went to the office and mom said, Kenny, dad's dying. Come home. Just get on a bus. We'll pick you up at the bus station. Dad's dying. It could happen any moment. And my head dropped all I could think of was the fact that I'd not said even goodbye when I left because dad had been there and he had this progressive cancer and I well he'll be there when I get back and I was so busy getting ready to leave I didn't even say goodbye I got to the bus station and got on a bus and I'm praying the whole way Lord let, let me just be able to say goodbye goodbye 
And I got there to the bus station. I called home. They said, get in a cab. Get here as soon as you can. Tell them it's an emergency. And I got there just in time to say goodbye to my dad before he died. There was a lot of those dropped heads around the bedside. We were up at Grady Memorial when the news came out about Linda's mom and the advanced cancer. And all I remember when the news hit, our heads dropped. Jesus has just been laying on the disciples head-dropping news. The day had started off so well. They were walking around the beautiful buildings of Herod's temple. Forty-some years in the making. The finest of materials, one of the wonders of the ancient world, as was Solomon's before it but it was 10 times the size of Solomon's temple. Gold and silver and jewels, buildings and edifices on the Temple Mount that quintupled the size of the Temple Mount to put this massive structure there. It's kind of funny, the disciples were showing Jesus around the temple that was built according to his specifications. And they were walking around and said, oh, look over here. Jesus, yes. You can imagine Jesus trying to stay interested. I gave the plans for this. Every piece of the temple speaks of Jesus. His sacrificial ministry, the high priesthood of Christ, every building, every sacrifice screams out Jesus and they're showing him around. And after they'd shown him all the beautiful buildings of the temple, they went across the valley and they went over to the Garden of Gethsemane and they were still talking about those beautiful buildings. And Jesus began to lay some news on them that caused every single one of the disciples' heads to drop. Oh, no. Look at what he told them. He told them that, as verse 5 says in chapter 21, as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations, he said, these things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another 
that shall not be thrown down. The beautiful temple, all of its buildings, the resplendent glory of it all, it glistened in the sun like a castle in the sky. It was going to be totally destroyed, Jesus said. He was just starting to lay on them news that would be a gut punch that would cause their heads to drop. Imagine it, this beautiful building they'd watched over 40 years and it's being built and Jesus breaks the news. You think that's a beautiful place? Yes, it is. But there's coming a day when not a single stone will be built on top of another. In 70 AD, it happened. They threw the stones over the, the top of the Temple Mount walls, and they were encrusted in, in thorns and rubbish. And it's still that way. No stones of the temple have been put back up on top. But they will be. You say, well, it must have been hurtful for them to hear that. This beautiful, this is the place they worshiped. This is the place their connection to God is in this place called the temple. It's where they bring sacrifices. It's where they come and bring their offerings, their tithes, and their gifts of love to God. It's where intercession is made for the sins of the people. It's where on the, the Day of Atonement that they, they go in, the high priest goes in with a sin offering, and the sins of the people are covered for a year. It's their link between earth and heaven, and it's going to be gone. Their heads dropped. I can't know the full feeling of that, but I know my head drops when I see the condition of the church of Jesus Christ today. Compromise with the world and even satanic forces. What once proclaimed the good news of God's salvation is now a feel-good, look-good, sound-good appeal to everyone except the Lord. My head drops. How about yours? When things that were once sin are now acceptable, when a church which once spoke out against evil now allows evil in its midst. Where the Bible was once the standard and now it's the, that which is watered down and picked and pieced apart and reinterpreted. Compromising truth so we're accepted in society and not an outcast. Silent when the unborn are slaughtered. Silent when drugs are legalized that are gateway drugs to get people hooked 
on life-controlling substances. Folks, a silent church is a dead church. A silent people of God is a dead, lifeless people of God. My head drops when I drive by churches and they're flying flags that are proud of that which God calls sin. My head drops. My head drops when people are using uh, I saw a commercial last night. You've probably seen it. It's the all-out assault on trying to stop babies from being slaughtered called abortion. And they're saying, well, you know, we want to be free to practice our faith. Faith in what? We want to be able to kill the unborn without any problem. It's not the God I have faith in. My head drops. World-renowned preachers who stand behind the video screens and, and tell us that it doesn't really matter if the Bible is true or not. They're just stories. My head drops. Jesus said, I'll build my church, and he still is. But these falsely so-called things that do not reflect Jesus as the centermost part, that suggest there are many ways to get to heaven. You can go through a ritual and be just as saved as if you went before Jesus Christ. That's a lie. It's a damnable lie. My head drops. Does yours? False teachers, Jesus said in verse 7 of Luke 21, you have your Bibles open there, I trust, because we're going to look at all the head-dropping news Jesus has just laid on his disciples. They were so up there, but he brought them down. They were so excited. The view from Gethsemane, of the city of Jerusalem is resplendent. Today, all you can see is the eastern gate. And boy, that gives me some promise. Verse 7, Luke 21. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, take heed that you be not deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. Their heads were dropping. Jesus is saying, not only is all of this that you see going to be destroyed, not one stone upon another that which is the bedrock of your faith is going to be gone. The physical structure is no longer there. But he doesn't stop. He says, and there's going to come people in my name. And they're going to say that they're the Christ, they're the Messiah, they're the way, they're the ones you should follow. 
Stay away from them. They're out to deceive you. What? People would come in the name of the Lord and seek to deceive us? Have you ever heard a false teacher, a false prophet, read a book or heard a message by someone who has it all wrong? I heard a message one time many years ago. The person was actually saying this. I heard him with my own ears. If Paul would have had the knowledge that I have, he would not have suffered all that he suffered. I remember my head dropped. Folks, this head-dropping news, this gut-punching news is all that Jesus is laying on the disciples. They haven't recovered from the first thing he told them. That it's all, all of this is going to be taken in Jesus. They said, when is this going to happen? What are the signs? What are the timing and everything? He says, it gets worse. People are going to come in my name and they're going to seek to deceive you and lead you astray. They're going to say that they're a servant of the Most High God and you should not listen to a word they say. People will be turned aside to fables, he says. False teachings, doctrines devoid of biblical truth. Verse 9, their heads drop again when Jesus said, oh, not just the temple's going to be destroyed and all the buildings. Not just false prophets and false teachers coming in my name to deceive you. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass. They must come first, but the end will not come immediately. Hmm. Then he said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Worldwide conflicts are going to happen and it's just getting started. The disciples had lived their lives under what was called Pax Romana, the Roman peace. Very few people wanted to push Rome, wanted to go against them. They had a peace that allowed people to travel freely wherever and to go places. It's one of the reasons the gospel was spread and they're telling, Jesus is telling his disciples, that's all going to be gone one day. Wars and rumors of wars. Nation against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. No more peace. You see, at any given moment today, we live in a world where there are multiple wars going on, whether they're called war or not. People are still dying every day in the Ukraine. 
People are still dying every day in wars and conflicts throughout Africa, Asia, Europe, and the Middle East. Over 15 major skirmishes are going on in the world even as I speak today. Probably won't hear much about it on the news. Billions upon billions of dollars invested to promote the wars and to bring new strategies and technologies to make wars worse. Causes one's head to drop in despair and fear. But Jesus wasn't done yet. Your temple, gone. All of your rites and rituals, gone. The feasts and festivals, gone. The temple sacrifice, gone. False prophets, false Christs. Wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Kingdom, worldwide turmoil. Verse 11. Their heads have not lifted yet. He keeps laying it on. And there will be great earthquakes in various places. And famines. And pestilences. There will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Folks, it's not climate change. It's God's promise. Well, we'll correct it with this. Oh, yeah. Work on that. I want to let you know, all of nature that God created is going to be in upheaval. You say, well, are you saying that the things that are happening right now are these things? No, it says, when these things begin to happen. And the frequency of these things. Earthquakes in Morocco. Thousands dead. Floods in Libya. In the desert. Thousands dead and missing. Hurricanes in the Pacific. Part of the same nation, our nation, that is scorched and burned with fires while others are flooded into oblivion. Our heads are dropping. When you see the destruction, whether it's Hawaii or Morocco on the other side of the world or, or the fires. How many of you ever thought you'd see bonfires and wildfires from Canada affect Ohio? Are you saying these are signs of the end times? Oh, yes, they are. It says when you see these things just begin to happen. But the end is not coming immediately, Jesus says. Well, Jesus is probably done now, right? He's caused their heads to drop over the temple's destruction, the loss of the centerpiece of their worship, their relationship to God. You realize since 70 A.D., 
there has not been the sacrificial system for the salvation of the Jews? 70 A.D., no temple. If the sacrifice were to be able to save them, they are unsaved. But there's a new lamb on the altar. Hallelujah. There's a new lamb of God on the altar. The lamb of God slain for the foundations of the world. He's the one that laid down his life for mankind. The temple's destroyed. Sacrificial system awash. False prophets, false teachers, false doctrines flooding. Their heads are dropped. Wars and rumors of wars. Climatic change and erupting things of earthquakes and pestilences. Oh, have we had some of those? Signs from heaven. But Jesus is not done yet. Verse 12. But before all these things, they will lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Thank you very much. I'd rather not have that testimony. Jesus is talking to his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane and their heads are not looking at the Temple Mount anymore. And again and again and again and again he punches them with this reality. Pastor, are you saying that it could happen here in America? America's name is not even mentioned in the Bible. People have tried to put it in there, but it's not. I want to let you know that God's word will come to pass everywhere on this planet. People are still trying to figure out if the, the bears in prophecy are Russia or the dragons are or China. Well, the Bible's pretty clear about the dragons. It's Satan and his powers itself. Quit trying to put man-made handles on these countries and realize God's word is going to come to pass on his planet Earth. I won't lie to you. A silent persecution is already going on in our world here on our planet at this very moment where we are free to meet in a sanctuary together. Our brothers and sisters on the other side of the world are being hunted down like dogs because they are followers of Jesus Christ. They're being beheaded, but you won't see it in your news. What's it going to take? 
for God's people to realize you can't believe when they say peace and safety. Sudden destruction is coming. Get your news from a book called the Bible. It's reliable. What it says is going to happen is going to happen. One after punch after punch after punch after punch, the disciples are taking this from Jesus. You think those things are great. They're all going to be destroyed. False teachers, false prophets, false doctrines. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be climatic changes and earthquakes and places you've never dreamed possible. And then there's going to be persecutions like you've never seen before. Verse 16, you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. Their countenance has fallen. And as we see our world today and we see some of these very things, my countenance sometimes is fallen. I had someone say that the other day, you're always so optimistic. Have a chat with my wife. There's some days she has to convince me just to get out the door. My head's dropped. My head is shaking over what I see and what I witness. And what I see going on in this world that Jesus came to die for. But listen up. I want you to do all this with me right now. Everyone here, drop your head. Just drop your head. Jesus has just, you're one of his disciples and he's just given you all this litany of bad, terrible news. Everything you know in love is on the brink of destruction. Peace gone. The climate in upheaval. Persecutions, sickness, pestilence, death. I'm going to read you a verse of what Jesus said. Verse 28 says, Now when these things, whoa, begin to happen. Begin to happen. Then Jesus said these words. Now when these things begin to happen, look up. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Lift up your head, child of God, today. 
If you don't know Jesus, keep your head bowed because you need to pray right now. If you're not right with Jesus today, your head better be bowed. You better be calling upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Save me. Wash me. Cleanse me. I want to be a child of the King because these bad things are going to happen. No matter what, you can't stop them. But you can hear Jesus' message to his disciples. When you see these things happening, Lift up your heads. Your redemption is closer than it's ever been before. It may not be in my lifetime, but it will be in God's time. He's going to keep every promise. You say, well, I'm seeing these things happen. It says when they just begin to happen. It's not going to happen right now, but the times are coming. You better be right with the one who's calling all the shots in eternity. I see a picture of those disciples. Jesus has given them cold, hard truth. He has not candy-coated it for anybody there. You don't need candy-coated truth to be a victorious Christian. You need rock-solid truth. When you see these things happening all around you and you see the, the declension of the church and the people selling out for compromise, when you see evil see, triumphing and you see babies being slaughtered and drugs being legalized so that people can become addicted and controlled better. I've told you before how that this is years ago when I was in the Ukraine ministering, teaching at a Bible college, Bible seminars, to the pastors. You couldn't walk into the, the stairwells of the high-rise apartment I was in because of the stench. Because the drunks of the city would live in there and urinate in there and become ill in there because the Ukrainian government had decided that in order to control its people they would sell a fifth of vodka for 50 cents American and they'd keep them inebriated and addicted and they caused them no problems. It's no accident that people are legalizing things that control people. Well, we've got our rights. Yeah, you have a right to be controlled. But when you see these things begin to come to pass, your head may be down because of what you've heard. But your head needs to lift up because what you're going to hear when you see them come to pass. Jesus is letting you know, letting me know, he's got it all in his plan.
and lift up because your redemption draws near. It's closer now than it's ever been before. That old gospel song said, I believe he's coming back like he said. I believe one day he's going to shout so loud the sound will raise the dead. You see, Jesus wants to lift your heads today. You say, well, Pastor, you've just spent a half an hour dropping them. I don't know how long Jesus took sharing this with the disciples, but he was giving them truth. Yes, all this bad stuff will occur. But when you see these things begin to happen, lift up your heads. Jesus is coming again. It's a sign. It's nearer today than it was yesterday. And tomorrow, today's lifted heads will be closer to the coming of Jesus than yesterday's. Now, there are several ways to face the evil times in which we're living. You can drop your head and hide. You can try to ignore what's going on. Good luck with that. Or you can look up and realize, I can trust the one who already told 2,000 years ago everything that's happening in my world today. I better get as close to that one as I can. I want to stay as close to that person as I can get. Whether through the clouds or through death, he's coming for me. He's coming for me. Hear what the word of God has to say. Matthew 24 and 36, but of that day and hour, no one knows. So call them a liar to their face when they say they do. Would you please? Would you please do that? Enough of this, well, we want to be kind. No, you don't want to be kind. You want to call a liar a liar. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven. Huh. But my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man. People are living as if there's no problem in the future. They're living as if there is no consequence for sin. They're living as if they can get away with murder and appear to be get, getting away with murder. Just like the people. They were warned. He preached to them. They were warned, but they chose to ignore it. Then two will be in the fields. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this. You can't know the, the hour, but you can know this. If the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allow his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. First Thessalonians 4, 
For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Jesus is saying, all this stuff is going to happen, but don't be downcast. Don't let your head droop too long. Lift up your heads. Your redemption draws near. Psalm 24 says this, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He's the king of glory. The invitation today is simple. You've been hit with bad news and your heads have dropped. You, like me, have looked around at your world today and you have seen the demonic path that it's on. You've seen disappointments in leadership, in even church leadership, in people who know better. You've seen the decay and the compromise of God's people. You've seen the cataclysmic events around about you. You've taken it on the chin because you stand for righteousness. And sometimes it can cause our heads to drop. But I see Jesus today lifting the head of every believer here if you'll let him do so. If you need your head lifted up today, I'm going to invite you. Where's my worship team? Where's my worship team? I'm going to pray and then I'm going to invite you to come and begin to lift up your head. Jesus is coming again. If you are not ready for his return, my friend, I hope we've scared you enough to know you ought to be because your good works are not going to get you out of this place and into heaven. Coming to church ain't going to get you to heaven. Gathering with God's people. Not, you can do a lot of good works. You can give to the poor. You can do whatever you want. But only Jesus can satisfy your soul and grant you eternal life. Amen. Would you stand with me for prayer right now, please? Every head bowed. 
Jesus has given you some bad news today about what you're going to go through. But he wants to lift up your heads. Father God, thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for not candy-coating the story to make us feel better about ourselves. Thank you for showing the searchlight on the decrepit wickedness of our day. And Father, things around us have caused our heads to drop in dismay, despair, discouragement, like a person hearing extremely distressing news. We shake our heads in wonder. But Father God, speak to each heart today, each discouraged soul today. Lift up your heads. Your redemption is closer than it's ever been before. Father, meet us at this altar today. Meet us up front in the sanctuary. Every soul that's had their head drooped in despair, in fear, in discouragement, in dismay, wondering what will happen next, wondering what new evils will occur. Father God, come and put a nail-pierced hand beneath our chins and lift our heads up that we might see Christ who's coming again to keep his promise. Lift up the heads that hang down today. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you be so bold to step out from where you're standing and come to this place of prayer across the
chest and lift up your voice. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. We may be in the last days. We may not. I don't know. Nobody knows but the Lord. But I got some good news for you. I got a shout in my soul. How about you? I got a shout in my spirit today. Just like he said he would. Oh, sing whatever. 